0: Hello all you beautiful body bastards and welcome to Body Ballads where we look at many of the forgotten, hilarious, and often dirty old songs. Along the way we'll explore all those things that make life just a bit more interesting. There's trickery, infidelity, lovin', drinking and fighting. While we dig deep into these songs, we'll talk about all kinds of things. Archetypes, history, folklore, and share the way these songs connect us with the present. A fair warning before we begin, this show does discuss adult themes and topics including violence, sex, and my own foul mouth. As always, make sure to check the show notes for links to additional resources as well as BodyBallots.com where you can share your creations with me. And see the show transcripts and additional links if you are curious to know more, which you better be. So let's look at today's episode. Episode 4, A Favorite Love Song, or One Night As I Lay On My Bed. Publication date of this one is somewhere between 1660 and 1680, based on the fashions of the woodcuts or illustrations that accompany the original version. But we do not have an actual print date for this song. It also doesn't have an actual title. A Favorite Love Song is what is printed on the original broadside, which means the title of the song has reverted to the first line which is One Night As I Lay On My Bed. So I thought I might look at something actually kind of sweet this week and talk about not only a song that remains popular today, but one of the longest serving tropes of storytelling as well, The Lover at the Window. So let's get started and look at the lyrics of what we call One Night As I Lay On My Bed, a name given because, again, it's the first line. One night as I lay on my bed, The thoughts of love came in my head. I was sore pressed, could take no rest. Away to my own true love I'll go, unto my love's window I came, I boldly called her by her name. Tis for thy sake that I came here, through the bitter frost and snow. So open the window my love do. My daddy and mammy's both awake, and if they chance to hear you speak, there'll be no excuse but sore abuse. With words and many a blow, and it's go from my window, my love, too. Thy daddy and thy mammy's fast asleep, and in their window I made bold to peep. Without the door I heard them snore, and their breath, it was not low. And it's open the door, my love, do. My love, she arose and opened the door, like an angel bright she stood upon the floor. Her eyes shined bright, and the stars gave light like diamonds in her brow. And still she cries, my jewel whisper low, to creep the room. It was our doom. Though our footsteps were but slow, and still she cries, jewel whisper low. It's you must stay till the break of day. I'll freely give consent, and straight to the pastime they went it was just in the breaking of the day my love awaked and bid me go away my daddy dear should chance to hear he will us both undo so it's rise my dear jewel and go it was underneath yon shady tree where my true love and i did first agree what we did there i'll never declare no mortal man shall know for i'll love the girl while i've got breath to draw Hearing what he said, she stood like one amazed, wiping tears from off her beautiful eyes. Said she, my dearest Jewel, how could you be so cruel? Tis doubtful, if I had died, I'd never seen you more. Now this happy couple, they are joined together. The bells they did ring, and the music did play. Now they live together like two loyal lovers. Blessed be this couple until their dying day. So the idea of the lover, so impatient and lovesick that they cannot help but sneak out at night to see their love. It's classic. It's everywhere. It's, hell, I'm pretty sure it's in Big Mouth. But every time you stayed up too late texting someone because they were all you could think about, that's modern lover at the window energy. Remember, for the majority of human history, that was not an option. And desperate for contact, the lover ventures into the dark, a time of danger and predators for even a chance to see his love. Now, from a young Ann perspective, there's a blatant metaphor for the young man going into the darkness or subconscious in order to have just a moment with his lover, Anima. So a quick young Ann primer, just in case. Um, According to Jungian psychology, every man, or animus, has inside of him a feminine side called his anima. The same goes for women, but our hidden side is the animus, the inner masculine. Whatever the case, they're subconscious. In the case of the lover at the window, he's risked a lot of danger to get to his anima or the things that represent femininity to him. Ideas are usually formed from the relationship with the mother. The girl at the window comes to represent all the positive feminine things that men crave. Things like comfort, compassion, sustenance. All the things that mothers give to their children. Something we all continue to crave on a deep, deep level in terms of brain brain chemistry. Looking at you, oxytocin. So when the anima is positive due to strong mother-child bonds, the male tends to have healthy views of femininity. But when there are issues with that bond, the male can become more like some of the other men we've read about and that I'm sure you've all dealt with who do not have a really healthy view of what femininity is. So we get to see that directly reflected in his willingness to stand for her hand the morning after this positive view of femininity and love. There are a lot of songs out there that where this just is not the case hell, we just did pretty poly. And that kind of starts out the same. So I was trying to find information on the lover at the window trope or archetype and came across a byline about it as a trope to avoid. And all I could do was call bullshit. As humans, we live for these moments. Listen, if writing about those moments of passion is overdone, we may as well just give up now because there is no damn point continuing, is there? That feeling that need, that magnetism that motivates most of what we do. We keep seeking, searching for the person who fits our anima animus that we've built in our heads that drives us. Every time we sell sex, it goes to these moments. It's not so much the raw rumpy pumpy that sells billions of random shit. It's the chase and the pursuit. It's the feeling of being wanted and desired. It's the hope of finding that lover at the window energy again. So when people talk about getting that spark back or keeping that spark alive, they're talking about this same energy. It's unsustainable, of course, and perhaps that's why the most famous example is Romeo and Juliet, which, side note, kids today do not react the same way they used to to that story. The first time I taught it and showed the movie, one of the boys in the back collared Yeah, yeah, boo-hoo, they bumped uglies, now they're dead. Another time, a girl yelled, bye, Felicia, when Juliet killed herself. Perhaps they see the core of the story for what it is. Two horny teenagers who let their hormones get a bunch of people, including themselves, killed. It's a bit more complicated than that, yeah, but we aren't talking about Shakespeare today. But I do promise he is inevitably going to come up, because these ballads and the early playhouse they're like brother and sister. So the first version of One Night As I Lay on My Bed, I heard, was the Steel Eye Span version, which remains one of my favorites. But let's bring things over to the U.S., my home state, in fact, and talk about one of my favorite modern variations of this archetype, Steel Away, by Alabama man Jimmy Hughes. I know it's wrong asking this of you. There's no other way I can be with you. If only your folks would approve seeing like this, we wouldn't have to do. No, no. I won't tell anybody else. I'll keep it to myself. I know it's late. Whoa, I can't wait. So come on, steal away. Please steal away. Because I need you. Yes, I do. Oh, by my side. Yes, oh, honey, I need you. I need you. To be my guide. This song was part of the very early days of fame studios. And the Muscle Shoals music era. Which saw greats such as Hughes. Cousin Percy Sledge. Aretha Franklin. Rolling Stones. Etta James. And of course, Skinner. Hughes credits this steal away uh, spiritual as his inspiration. And that's all about Jesus coming to get you. But it is clearly coming from the Lover at the Window archetype. The similarities between these two songs are just, I mean, if you can't see it, you aren't paying attention. This brings me to another reason for this podcast. I have this curiosity to know how many other Lover at the Window songs are out there, but I am one person and there is a lot of music out there. So if you know of a Lover at the Window song or songs, no matter the language, send them over to bodyballads at gmail.com or submissions at bodyballads.com. Both will work. Then we can start building the resources on the site to further the inspiration. That's what we want to do. We want to build not just this podcast up to share what you're doing, but... We want to share other stuff on the site too, other resources, song lists, um, accompanying art, everything. And with that, I bid all of you beautiful body bastards a saucy good night. Until next time, bye bye.